and welcome to Magics of the Evergreen, a Dungeons and Dragons 5e actual play podcast uh, with a couple caveats. It is based in the real world Seattle area where everything in the world is exactly the same as one would anticipate it being, except for the fact that magic is real and everybody knows it. I want to share a few disclaimers and caveats and things like that about this podcast before we start. My name is Lurdy Akhtar. I will be your sometimes humble and sometimes egomaniacal dungeon master for this adventure. This is going to begin as a fairly short arc. We don't know exactly how long, but not super long. And we'll see how much we like it and how far we continue with it. But anticipate not a hugely long story as far as actual plays are concerned from the get-go. And this is very much a love letter to my friends, a love letter to Seattle, and a love letter to magic and, and stories. A few disclaimers, as I was saying. This is a podcast of adults playing a game together. I think I think we capped it at, at, at rated R. So there will be cursing. I can assure you of that. I don't know all the content warnings that we, we may incur, but it is a role-playing game. So there might be some adult content. That being said, on screen, there won't be anything too significant and we won't show anything like sexual assault in game or anything like that. This is a somewhat lighthearted podcast. It takes place in a magical school just north of Mercer Island between I-90 and 520. And a lot of it is about our graduate and undergraduate students going about their student life, but there are more serious concepts as well. Some things that I know will come up will probably be some amount of religious trauma, will be blasphemy there will be a lot of sounds like a good time (laughs) sounds like a good time lots of blasphemy probably some innuendos of various forms i can't imagine this group of people not making at least one or two of those a lot of friends flirting with each other you know also sounds like a good time I do want to give a little bit of a warning. There will be at least one NPC death that I know of. There will be some heavier things as well. Uh, You know, one of the big themes that we'll come across is some stuff about ethics and war and colonization themes and things like that. I don't feel that I myself can tell stories of the Duwamish people. However, we th- this is a podcast that's a love letter to Seattle, so I do want to recognize that we live on unceded Duwamish land and unrecognized Duwamish land, that we live in a city named for a Suquamish and Duwamish chief, Chief Seattle. And to that point in our show notes, I will also be linking some resources to give to the Duwamish people, whether it's real rent or otherwise, because I feel that that's that's important for the types of stories I want to be telling, even though I don't feel qualified to tell those stories myself in this context. So that being said, we'll, we'll go around and our players will introduce themselves as human beings and the name of their characters, and then we will jump into our content so i will pass it first to my my lovely wife on on my right hi i'm blair and i will be playing brooke rivers who is an artificer uh my name is dominic i will be playing chuck he is a druid my name is lynn and i'll be playing wisteria steel falcon a paladin 
Okay. <laughs> it's just really hard to follow Steel Falcon. Uh, great start here. <laughs> uh, my name is Susan. I'm not playing somebody whose name's Steel Falcon. <laughs> That's all you need to know about Susan. <laughs> no, I am playing a, a sorcerer named Brit. And my name is Zach. I will be playing a wizard named Vinny. Fantastic. One other thing to note, the least real thing about the world of this podcast is the accents. Please do not take any accent I do at any point to be an indication of a real world accent. It is it is not. I am not capable of that type of of experience. I apologize. The system itself, like I said, is a 5e system. There will be some additional rules that I'll pop in and the magic system is mine and the world is the world's plus some of mine. all right so as i said this is a story about seattle it's a story about making friends it's a story for my friends it's a magic system that's partially a love letter to my wife who loves magic systems and you know very much a uh running a game for people i love it's a story about magic and deities and gods and power most importantly about school and education and about the types of societies we want to live in. So we begin on the first day of school. The Pacific Northwest Academy of Magicians. An island a little bit north of Mercer Island a little bit south of 520. It's in a hidden space, much easier to access by magicians than non-magicians. Magicians often living fairly separate from non-magicians, two societies that are both very real, but not particularly integrated for a wide variety of reasons. The Pacific Northwest Academy of Magicians was closed for renovations and updates and a huge overhaul of how people were educated. Uh, It had been catering to students from the ages of five to full adulthood um, due to a deep dearth of educational facilities and opportunities for magicians in the Pacific Northwest area. A year, year and a half ago, a lot of things changed. And over the course of the last year, there has been a lot of schools opening. There's been a lot of educational changes. There's been a lot of governmental changes, which we may or may not hit upon. We'll see what gets learned throughout the way. But the school has been renovated to cater to anyone level two or higher. The leveling system is part of the magician society that they're working on standardizing. Um, And it goes all the way from level two to level 20, which is nearly unheard of in the world. There are only two other magician academies or universities that cater all the way up to level 20 individuals. We find our players a little bit south of Madrona Park, somewhere right between Lashai and Madrona on the edge 
of Lake Washington. All of our players who are at least level two, preparing to either enter for the first time an a institution of higher learning or continue their education that might have been put on hold. They have not yet properly met each other, but they do know that they have been placed into what is called a cohort. They will be living together. They will be taking their mandatory classes together. It is March. It is what I like to refer to as Seattle sunny, which is to say there is some blue in the sky. And at some point today, you might see the sun. It is also lightly drizzling. It is 9 a.m. You are told that your access to the island will occur at about 9.20. Off the edge of the shore, you see a setup on the water. It is, you see kind of this hard floor with chairs set up uh, around the setup. And your letters have indicated that, that this will be your transport, but you're, you're not quite sure how yet. So I'm going to go around, and you can all introduce your uh, characters. Very importantly, since it is drizzling, we will need to know if you are wearing a hoodie. If you are wearing a hoodie, what color your hoodie is. If you are not wearing a hoodie, we will need you to elaborate further. And if you have an umbrella, please also elaborate on that fact. <laughs> please out yourself as not being from Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> um, who would like to begin? Um, so Brooke is about 5'8", shorter length, hair that definitely used to be dyed pink, but is just kind of washed out at this point. She's got kind of a alt-fashion look, but isn't super put together about it so her hoodie which she does have uh is good, definitely good. one that has like one of those extra big hoods um like simply too big she's also wearing a heavy looking backpack and over ear headphones and is pretty focused on her phone right now i think she arrived early and probably hasn't really taken note of other people arriving as well uh, Chuck has arrived here basically from a hike. Uh, he's wearing hiking boots. He's got those zip-off hiking pants, the uh, synthetic ones. He's wearing an old hoodie. Like, is a, it should have been thrown out a few years ago. Old, torn up. It's got paint splatters on it. It's probably originally a gray color. Whether or not you could tell it was originally gray, it just is. Uh, he's also got a, uh, a relatively large hiking backpack on filled to the brim with various accoutrements of living in the woods. Wisteria is not wearing a hoodie because she's wearing a motorcycle jacket that is just... Uh, but no hoodie underneath the jacket. No hoodie underneath the jacket. Scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> she has, like, she looks, like, immaculate. She's got her hair pulled up, and it's mostly black, but, like, the very tips of it are, are purple, so it kind of looks a little bit like a... Uh, hanging wisteria and then she's got like 
skinny jeans on that have like the knees like cut out and then like kind of like low heels. She's not dressed for this weather at all, yet it doesn't look like the weather's like bothering her at all. Either. Does she have her motorcycle with her? Yes, she d she does. And she just parked it at the curb because if she gets tickets on it, then we can just take care of that. That's not really a problem. I feel like her motorcycle's been towed multiple times and she's just like, oh yes, that's the cost of doing whatever you want with a motorcycle. <laughs> Fines are just like the cost of your parking. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Britt is also not wearing a hoodie uh, and she is shamelessly carrying an umbrella. She's not from Seattle. She what color is the umbrella? It's white. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> she, uh, she has platinum blonde hair that is meticulously coiffed and uh, sunglasses despite the fact that it's overcast and she's wearing uh, using an umbrella and she's wearing a robin eggshell blue pea coat that is not necessarily rain resistant and she is just kind of sitting nor on top. mud resistant <laughs> uh, and she is just sitting on top of a suitcase which is probably from gucci is that a that, that's a brand, yeah. Yeah, that is a brand. <laughs> you did it. It's <laughs> a problem with playing a character unlike myself. <laughs> Vinny is about 5'10". He walks up, he's just wearing kind of um, plain, but um, very clean jeans. A like bright orange kind of windbreaker that looks, you know, more like, uh, actually I should say like burnt orange and bright orange. Windbreaker, um, you know, that definitely is meant for the weather. Um, he has a hood and the hood is definitely down right now because you can see his hair is like, perfectly you know kind of on pile the top of his head kind of a little comb over black hair um black rim glasses and he is definitely walking up looking very enthusiastic he's kind of like a sleek little backpack that he's got on and just pure white shoes and yeah he's Maybe. very excited to be here <laughs> they're not white anymore <laughs> oh yeah i know they'll last about 10 minutes <laughs> so for those of you with any luggage you do see what looks like a door kind of inside the platform that all the chairs are on that's on the water but there doesn't seem to be anything under it it's it's see-through and you can't see anything as as of this point you do see some students now normally and, and those of you from this area would would kind of know a little bit about how this works so there's there's just a couple of you but normally they kind of shut things down on the water for non-magicians just for opening day, just to deal with the traffic on the water and not have boats like literally running people over. But oftentimes it's done through ferry anyhow. It's done through non-magical means to get to the island anyway. Today has been a bit of a celebration. It's very exciting that they're, you know, almost opening a new school, even though it's a reopening. So the kind of waterways have been pretty shut down to everything except magician traffic. You do see what looks like some people just straight up walking on the water. You can kind of see what looks a little bit glittery. People who may have already made their way to the island and are kind of walking back to like go back to shore, explore the area before the orientation at tonight's dinner. But you've you've got a few minutes until things start, so you can say hello to each other. Um, first, I'd like to try to dip my toe in the water and see if I can like walk on it. 
Yeah. So actually, if you're doing that, like just off of the platform, you don't even have to roll for this one. You actually can. You step down and you feel like a hard surface. It feels as though as you have stepped down, there's some type of, yeah, like like platform or something that you could walk across. It does seem to be the case that if you wanted to simply walk to the island, you probably could. I think I, I file away that information, but uh, and consider driving my motorcycle across, but I'm really scared halfway through it's going <laughs> to disappear. So I, I decide against that, but do... Uh, there is plenty of room for your motorcycle on the tea ceremony platform that is not yet moving. Oh, perfect. I do go get my motorcycle then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I should point out uh, there is one thing that uh, I neglected to say. Chuck does have a uh, walking staff, like quarter staff length, you know, piece of wood that looks like it just came out of the wilderness, but definitely been with him for a long time and would use that to poke the water instead of just putting his foot in. Yeah. And uh, kind of same thing. This doesn't require a role because you are a student. It, it recognizes you as as somebody who can walk on that pathway. It kind of feels like this platform is almost on rails, and those rails are also walkable. I think uh, Brooke has probably noticed other people at this point. She's not completely oblivious, uh, and she'll be like, oh, hi. Uh, which, who, uh, sorry, who are, who are you? Uh, I'm Chuck. You're uh, Chuck, right, okay. You hi. are? Brooke. Brooke, great. I think we're in the same uh, cohort. Well, yeah, that's why. So that, but that means you're Vinny? Yep, Vinny, present Got it. and ready. Cool. Oh, from the email. Okay, um, great. Hi, Wisteria. Yeah, I, I knew you were Wisteria. The oh. email. <laughs> yeah, Probably I should have checked that. I yeah, definitely. You, you, you definitely responded to it. Uh-huh. What was my sign-off? Um, um, did it say, love Melissa? Yeah. Okay, that was not me. That was my manager, actually. I'm uh, Brit, for those of you who um, don't recognize me. And she kind of like surreptitiously takes off her, her uh, little sunglasses. From the television. Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you for recognizing me. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I did. I looked up everybody and you were the only one that really popped up on a. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. Search. I know. I have like real actual SEO. <laughs> my manager takes care of it. Thank you so much for recognizing me. And I just want to say I still am an actress, but here I'm just like trying to be a student. I'm just a normal person, just like the rest of you. So like, let's not make a big deal about it. Okay. Sounds good to me. Won't oh. make a big deal of it. I would say we're not normal people, right? You're not normal, right? Narrator interjection. <laughs> <laughs> As I informed my lovely players and am now informing my lovely audience, the premise of this is that this team will never be the main characters. Somebody else is the main characters of this story. These characters will have to find their own story. Narrator interjection complete. Vinny right now thinks that Wisteria is the main character, and he is <laughs> loving the energy. Uh, Wisteria also thinks that she is the main character. Um, this is just the part of the book where you struggle for until things get, uh, until your, like, super, super powers come in. So we're almost there, guys. So uh, is there a tea? You said there yeah. was a tea ceremony. Yeah. There's, there's a, a full tea set. There's uh, little tables and little chairs. It is 
precious and confusing. There's also coffee. There's more coffee than tea. Of local brands that you recognize, of course. Of course. Oh my god, is there Starbucks? No. <laughs> I thought that was like a local Seattle thing, though. It is, but there's not Starbucks coffee on this, oh, that's so on this weird. platform. It's very weird. How, how long have you been in Seattle? Oh my god, like almost two weeks. Guys, it's like, have you seen that movie, like Sleepless in Seattle? Like, it is just like that. Can't say I ever have. No. I wasn't in that one, although I did try out for the part of, like, that little girl who's friends with a little boy who, like, gets Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks together. Um, But no, sadly, I was not cast in that particular film. Um, But if there's ever a sequel, I would love to be Sleepless in Seattle, too. Okay, I am actually pouring coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Changes her mind halfway through. Like, I need more caffeine for this. As this is happening, you you actually... um, Somebody kind of comes up and he kind of runs up and past just straight onto the platform. Somewhat tall guy. Uh, Brooke recognizes him. Dark hair, fairly well muscled, you know, medium brown skin, uh, wide eyes, just staring at this platform and kind of jumping between the platform and the, the kind of quote unquote rail that it's on. And she's like, Mimi did an awesome job, y'all. <gasps> and he's just running around this platform, like poking at, you recognize him as often referred to as, as Fen. Very hyperactive. You don't know him super well, but he's just, and he's looking around and he's wide eyed. He's like, oh, new students. God, oh, you're new students. This is very exciting. Nice to meet you. Brit Majors. She sticks out her hand sideways as if you can kiss it. <laughs> He fully does. Oh my god! Thank he you. fully grabs it, kisses it, and goes, "My name's Izzy." Enchanté. Enchanté. Nice to meet you. I'm Chuck. He's 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 still he's having this conversation while actually just like actively poking at like the sides of the platform, and he's trying to see like if there's a magical sort of gate around it, which there does seem to be. He's like kicking at it. He's like clearly trying to find holes in this situation. I think Chuck is probably like following behind him at a walking pace, seeing what he's doing, and like also inspecting the types of stuff what he's looking at too. He's going like. Okay, that's that's what that's something to look for there. Wisteria is a little bit on guard, um, so she's gonna pull out a sword from her suitcase. You know, <laughs> she has on an guard. extra yeah, she has an extra tall suitcase <laughs> to fit all of her armory, and she's just gonna kind of take up a like a defensive stance to see like, are we like protecting from incursion? What is happening? So again, from behind you, you hear somebody go, "Seriously, Wisteria." I knew you were coming. I didn't realize you would attempt to attack somebody. This is clearly a defensive stance. You all, you you turn around and you see, I don't know if you turn around or if you're too busy defending (laughs) against um, the hyperactive puppy boy. You know him, Aurelius. Wondering why I hadn't seen him. (laughs) Yeah, tall, blonde, like very blonde, almost white hair, very kind of, regal looking in dark slacks and kind of a a nice white dress shirt that is suspiciously not damp in any way his hair is perfect which is also suspicious considering how like misty it is out and he he kind of walks up he goes fen stop stop whatever fen fen 
as fans like, dude, Mimi did a great job. Mimi did such a good job. Like, oh. Brooke's gonna ask, were you two involved in the setup at all? Oh, hey, streams. Uh, good to see you. I I hear you did some great things with an exosuit. I it was just over the gap here. I took the robotics courses. So Aurelius is sort of facing you, and Fen is to his back. And you kind of see Fen run down the path, and then he leaps over the path and just splashes straight into the water. And Aurelius gives this, like, deep sigh. He hears the splash. He hasn't seen what's happening, but he gives this, like, deep, emotionally pained sigh. We did some setup. Not not this, though. This was, um, Mimi, I suppose, as Isfandel put it. I'm sorry. Who are all of these people? Oh, hi. I go here. Oh, okay. And who is Mimi? You'll meet them. I'm sure they have been deeply involved in the uh, renovation. They set up this walkway thing. Fantastic. And um, I'm sorry, Brooke. Uh, girl, do you go by streams? Are you on Twitter? No. You should, like, connect. <laughs> no. Wait, you don't? I, well... Okay. Everyone calls you streams. It's fine. I, I, don't, I don't have to call you streams if that's not your name. Well, no, my name's Brooke. I mean, I know your name's Brooke. Okay. I just, if that's not, like, a nickname you go by. I mean, no, people call me. It's fine. She's really good with technology. Yeah, like, if you ever want to connect and, like, do, like, a co-stream or something. Like, you know, I haven't really been on Twitch a whole lot, but I feel like it's a space that I, I can move into successfully. So, we, we can connect. Don't do Twitch. Okay, that that's totally fine. Is that a non-magical thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, do you still have your sword out? I'm begrudgingly putting it away. <laughs> I am surprised to see you here. I forgot you were here. Um, but um, it's, it's nice to see you. Sorry, who are you talking to right now? Is this Aurelius. 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 Fen is still underwater. Oh, um, I'm going to jump he in He has not Fen. emerged. <laughs> Oh, I see an opportunity for heroics, and I am jumping in after Fen. Um, heroics. Where are you jumping in from? It <laughs> does not work. <laughs> um, so how much I'm, of a face plant is this? Oh, it is bad because she was like going for a picturesque swan dive <laughs> into the water, and, and Aurelia was like, "So, um, I think Fen was purposefully trying to get out of the." Rails. I think you didn't notice that there were those to keep you from falling off. Brooke I, is very much sipping her coffee to stop from laughing. Uh, how tall are the walls, rails around this platform? Well, so the platform itself, you can kind of feel around and, it, you know, they're not super tall, maybe four feet. Okay. But so the quote unquote rails that's on. So, so I have very poor visualization ca capabilities. So sometimes I have a hard time describing these things. But if you imagine like a platform and on either side of the platform is a walkway, that's kind of how that's set up. So if you tried to jump off of the walkway, which is what Fen jumped off of. It's just that the walkway isn't really visible until you try to walk on it. But Aurelius is like, I, I, do you swim, Wisteria? 
I know how to swim. That's covered in... Yeah, but why are you trying to jump into the water? Uh, Is Ben not still down there? Oh, he is. Um, He'll come back eventually. Don't worry about it. He doesn't need rescuing? Uh, Not at all. Oh. Disappointed she rejoins the group. (laughs) Not not remotely. Ben did not strike me as the type who needed uh, rescuing if he was designed to jump in like that. Well, but you always have to be on the lookout for opportunities. Opportunities for what? Hurting yourself? No, making sure that people are okay. Oh, fair. Your nose is bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> I have a compact if you want to look at it. Oh, no, I can just look, do... Come, let, come over here. Let me, let me, let's talk. Okay, um, Dish, so how do you know this Aurelius guy? Roll performance for how quiet you are. That's <laughs> <laughs> a 19. Okay, you managed to be pretty quiet. Um, are you trying to hide the fact that you're whispering about him, though? Not necessarily. <laughs> okay, so he is kind of staring straight I, at you. I do think... So, but he'll, he's going to redirect his attention. Not as, like, an attempt to cover for you, necessarily, but just coincidentally, Brooke is asking him at this time, like, so it said there was, like, we had transport, but are we supposed... I see people walking. Uh, Yeah, so... Especially if you have like suitcases or something, um, the there's a like an undercurrent system uh, that'll be coming to hook in underneath your platform here, and that'll carry any of your equipment or suitcases that you currently have, and then the platform will will take you over there. It's just to help with um, the teachers and stuff saying hi and introducing themselves and you know traffic management. Okay, cool. So we don't have to do anything. No, you're good. Thanks. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I have a boat somewhere around here that'll be picking me and Fen up, but so, what is assuming poop? Fen comes out of the fucking water. Um, well, so, uh, it's really complicated. Um, his parents and my parents were like, kind of like, friends is a strong word. Like frenemies? <gasps> A little bit like that, yeah. And then things got even more complicated on top of that. Like, um, but uh, we would like, you know, like whenever like the adults would talk, we'd kind of like be shoved into a room together. So there was a lot of just like us playing combat training and stuff like that when we were like younger. Um, but it's, we, we haven't really, it's complicated. Ah, those are two of my favorite words. We'll keep talking. <laughs> So, I don't know the rest of you. This is interesting. Your cohort? Yeah, apparently we got matched. Mm-hmm. For reasons. And the rest of you are... Are any of them not mortal, Wis? Um, it's Wisteria. Um, and... Uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm. Uh, d- uh, just. Just. I'm trying to get to know them still and see what their um, capabilities are. What is a mortal wis? <laughs> um. So I'm pretty sure the wis is the shortening of my name. Gotcha. 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 It's the complicated thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cute nickname. All right. All right. I see it. It's not really meant to be a cute nickname. I think it's pretty cute. Sure. Well, there's a loud whistle 
from kind of behind him. And he turns around and you see a little bit off in the distance, kind of to the north, is just a straight up boat with some people on it. It's, it's, you can't really make out any of the figures on it, though. And um, he turns to Wisteria and he says, in a language none of you understand, except for her, I told them that I'm not convinced you should be here. And they reminded me that if apples always fell near the tree, then myself and some of the others shouldn't be here too. So I hope that you make better decisions than your parents have. They have their own secret language. Oh my God. <laughs> I was about to ask like, what does this sound like? Does this sound like intimidating? Does it sound like fanciful? Like what would it sound like to somebody who's not, who wouldn't know that language? It just kind of sounds like another language. Like it's, it's, I mean, you can roll insight if you'd like to see if you can pick up the tone. Oh no, I'm trying to, to determine like how just in awe of Wisteria am I right now? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what I'm looking for in life. Um, yeah, that's a dirty 20 insight. Yeah, I mean, so you can tell that this is very tense. He's not angry or intimidating or anything like that, but he is being straightforward. What does it sound like? Probably. Very like soft and syllabic kind of sounding yeah. language. I mean, as you pointed out, we can't all, we're not being judged here by the sins of our fathers. So uh, you've been given a chance to come here. And I think it's the least I deserve to be given that same chance. Hopefully. Be careful with your mortals. He starts to turn as though attempting to go towards the boat. Now, Fen has still been underwater. <laughs> Very suddenly, from out of the water, over the platform, comes what looks like, I'm not going to call it a sea lion because that's a real thing, but like a lion of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> fully like leaping through the air just grabs Aurelius as it leaps through the air barrels rolls off of the platform with him into the water swims underneath swims away the chairs are a strewn Aurelius just it goes like what the f and before he gets dragged underneath the water and you see a few moments later just Aurelius topple over the side of the boat in the distance just soaking dripping wet and then Fen come up after him shirtless also dripping wet and just flop also into the boat. I do feel that I was probably splashed and spilled my coffee. <laughs> and so Brooke is like, God fucking damn it. Chuck just looks on and goes, well, that seems like a fun way to travel. Um, can I yell something to Aurelius as this is happening? Sure. Say hi to your mother for me. Um, what language is that in? Uh, the one we were just speaking. In Prime? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The, the other thing about that language, it does feel like there are fewer words spoken than feels like meaning got across. 
Um, I'll remind, I, I will I will say for audience and remind you as an individual, Lynn, that prime itself isn't necessarily about the words you speak. It's it's a language of magic. So you don't necessarily speak the same vocal language, but you are able to communicate in that magical Okay. In that case, I think that would probably be like in, in English too. The, mm-hmm. the um refusing to because let it him does take some effort word. to to speak in prime. Yes. Mm-hmm. The under platform approaches it kind of clicks underneath and you see now that the hole in the platform the door you can kind of put your suitcases or any other items in there and it does seem to be fairly deep kind of like this underwater see-through thing and the whole platform sort of lights up indicating that it, it is prepared for your journey once you are all aboard as we walk on, I, I I think I take Brit aside and I'm just like, hey, are are you immortal? I'm kind of afraid I'm the only um, one who's mortal here. <laughs> I don't think so. Although, like, I'm still not sure if like Mortalis is special. No, that was her nickname. We 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 went over that. Never mind. I, I think I'm mortal too. Okay. But I've like never tried, you know, to like figure it out. So who knows? You mean, like, I've never like died. So yeah, maybe I'm immortal. Who knows? cool cool yeah i might be immortal too definitely i, I walk away and i'm, just, I'm like mentally tallying like oh i my love god, this am i just so far behind everybody already oh god oh god this is my favorite misunderstanding chuck, uh, chuck overhears that last little part of it. well i mean there is something called quantum immortality where you're alive until you aren't but because of the quantum nature of the universe you are still alive in your own experience other people might see you as dead, but uh, in the world that you're in, you're still alive and kicking. I it's how, it's how that Chuck knows this. It's how, it's how like action movie stars live through all their movies. And, you know, oh, they should have died 15 times. Well, we're being told the story from their perspective. In, in their mind, they live. Their, their world, they live. But in all the other ones that split off at all those major important death-defying actions, they did die. So you're saying I need to go do death-defying things. No, because in most worlds, you do die. But in the world that you're currently in, you ain't dead yet. I'm just going to keep hanging out in the back, taking notes, Mysterio. Um, Liking what you're doing this school. You, you guys cool. do know there are actually other worlds, right? I've, yeah. Like, that was heard like, that's a thing. It's There's not a lot of info. Was that not, like, taught in, like, I assume you went to... It the... was taught, but not, like, taught. Mm. I never felt like I had a good grasp on exactly what's out there it's um, always been a little bit unclear if it was something that was taught as real or something that was taught as religion having been taught by a group of druids is just thinking yeah there's the spirit world that just it inhabits all things and like i don't why is that okay <laughs> i guess that's news to some people so the doors for our bags oh yeah does anybody need help with their bags yeah i I've got that backpack, but I I think I am going to hold on to it. Uh, I'm going to put my motorcycle down. <laughs> okay. Uh, and my bags that are very heavy since they are 90% swords. How, uh, how many swords do you own? Well, I have to have a long sword, a great sword, a short sword, axe, a... Uh, what else is there? Crowbar, you... just in case things get interesting. Do you have, like, a... Bag of holding? Are you just carrying all that shit around? If you have a great sword, why would you need, like, a small one? Everyone's got their hobbies. (laughs) Um, In case you're in an enclosed area. 
I'm picturing it like the thing that you use like when it's like when you get your coat back from a dry cleaner, except for like the the handle is the handle of the greatsword and all the others are kind of like off of it a little bit. <laughs> it's like a wind chime. <gasps> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anybody else doing doing anything? Yeah, Britt will put her suitcase away. Okay. I mean, I saw my backpack. My parents told me there's going to be cooler stuff to buy than what we get out in Walla Walla. I picture Vinny, like, in this backpack, like, having the, the straps all the way pulled up so that it's just, like, oh, yeah. riding super high on yeah, his back. Yeah, like, really secure this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Maybe, like, even, like, buckled across the chest. Uh, no, because he's trying to look cool, so it's not buckled across the mm-hmm. chest. Though he does have, um, you can see, like, the, the waist strap that's, like, dangling loose. Like, he's trying to play it cool, but his back's hurting a little bit, yeah. All right, so you all hop onto your platform. And it starts to slowly, but not absurdly slowly. You know, it's it's slow enough that you can drink your coffee, eat some of the snacks on the table, do your thing, take you towards the island. And over time, you start to see through the fog and that vision of this island kind of comes into play. It's not a small island. It's not huge but it's certainly not small it's not a teeny thing in the middle of nowhere and it does begin to cut a fairly impressive figure as you see it more and more clearly you get a little worried about getting up because it it definitely has similarities to some of the rest of the landscape in that while there seem to be shores there also seem to be much higher elevations though of course brooke would know that there are elevators and walkways and various methods of getting up and down the the many hills you get to the island and it kind of like clicks in and the platform stops glowing as you leave the platform there's there is a person there who seems to come come up to you and goes hi uh if you have any luggage i'm happy to take it to your dormitory I have the special service elevator access. Do you need any help lifting this? And I'm going to, like, give my coat hanger of swords. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. She opens up what seems to be, like, a chest of holding that she has next <laughs> to her on, like, a big dolly, basically, and just starts putting things in there and points you behind her, and you see that sort of through some of the cliff faces there seem to be elevators to take you up top to what you know is the welcome building the administration building are these like glass enclosed elevators are they just like taken straight out of the inside of apartment building or are they like platforms with that just go up they're proper elevators uh they seem safe and secure and generally trustworthy what is your name oh i'm uh denise Denise, it is lovely to meet you, and uh, Britt tosses over her suitcase. Um, I'm a little bit light on cash right now, but here's, like, this can be a little tip, and she gives her a signed headshot. Um, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm, we'll treasure it. She puts it into the cart of stuff. So, Brooke, you knew those, uh, gentlemen back at platform, uh, are they Aurelius? Contempor- hmm? Yeah. Oh, I, I know Aurelius, but are they contemporaries of yours? No, they're they're way ahead. But I mean, they went to school here too before it closed down for renovations. 
stop. You went to school here? Y- yeah. Oh my god, tell us everything. What's the scoop? Well, I mean, it's not the same school anymore. It's just the same place. Oh my god, you're gonna have so much good insider information. You're gonna stick close to me. I'm gonna have to. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we are in the same classes, so that would make sense for us to form a cohesive unit, since I assume all of you have some sort of prodigal magical talent. Yeah, definitely. Okay, good, good. Yeah. We're all super capable here. We're all great at what we do. We're all confident in our abilities. Yeah. Right, or else we wouldn't be here. Like, come on. Yeah. Of course right. not. No, of course. That's preposterous yeah. to think one of us. Check your here. imposter syndrome at the door. You belong here. Thank you. Okay. Let's well, do that's some good. power poses really quickly, just while the elevator is going up. Power poses. Yeah, you just like you like make a Wonder Woman shape, or you put your hands on your hips in like a superhero pose. The and elevator that... fully has gotten up. <laughs> Immediately disembarks. Where it just like stands in the elevator for like three more seconds, finishing her power pose. Uh, take a die of inspiration. <laughs> I need to remember. I'm very bad at remembering that inspiration exists. So mm-hmm. like my goal is to start off remembering that inspiration exists. Yes. <laughs> You get off of the elevator into what is a very well-appointed administrative building. It's much nicer looking than it had been. There's some milling about of what looks like primarily teachers. So you know some of them, Brooke. Some of them you don't. There's, you know, lots of places for paperwork. There seems to be a big board with nothing currently on it, but very large there there seems to be all kinds of just things, but one teacher who, Brooke, you recognize as, her name is Marsha, and she she was one of your, somebody who, who worked with you quite a bit um, over the years. She does quite a bit in the Magitech field. She's a little bit more interested in sort of the AI side of things, but you've certainly worked with her a, a lot, and she certainly knows of you. She comes over and she goes... Hello. Oh my gosh, Brooke. It is great to see you back. I was really excited to learn that you'd be returning. Um, I, I've been placed in charge of your care to bring you all around and show you to your dormitory, show you around a little bit what you might want to see. I'll be your professorial official buddy, I suppose. Um, you can obviously go to any professor you'd like about any questions or concerns or things like that that you have, but I've I've been placed. Well, I I requested it. There was there was a little bit of a fight over Brooke's cohort. She's very special to us here. Beat red, <laughs> <laughs> especially among those of us doing Magitech work. Yes, so I'm I'm very excited. So if you'll follow me, do you have any questions first as I start to take you towards your dorms? Yeah, what's that uh, big board up there for? Uh, That will be filled out on Friday. It's a little bit of a new thing. They'll talk about it a little bit in the orientation session, Sophia will. That will be the bulletin board or the mm, eh, bounty board, really, honestly. That's where... Both people from the community and also the school administration ourselves will post things such as the magically malicious threats in the area that you can decide to go after if you would so desire, or volunteer opportunities, 
community outreach options, any requests that people in the community have for higher level magicians. Those will go up there, but they won't they won't be posted until Friday, which is the independent study track day. So it's a way for us to distinguish ourselves. Um what do you mean by that? I mean, I mean just to stand out. I, well, I I don't know that there's awards for there are rewards for it they'll be paid but i mean i I suppose to the administration staff they'll know i mean it's not like it's a secret who claims what bounty but it's not that's not the purpose of it no but that would be sufficient i started a commercial for bounty paper towels when i was six Oh, that's where I recognize you. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. As a reminder, we encourage that you shop local magician brands <laughs> in order to help um, not wreck the non-magician economy. Oh, oh my God, Vinny. Hi, I'm should... Vinny, by the way. Hi, I'm Marsha. Marsha. Sure, we're going to get to know each other really well. Pop things off that bounty board as soon as they come up. Right, everyone? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait. It's going to be quite the opportunity. Um, I mean, level three students, probably not popping things off. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you will progress rapidly through the levels. Uh-huh. So, so uh... let's, yes, let's, let's. She leads you out of the building and you, you kind of exit into this very, it almost feels like a quaint town. It's definitely like I said. It's it's a large island. the The street that you exit onto, you see some things that look like maybe shops. You see kind of across this brick path. It's not really streets. They don't really do cars so much, but they do have some pavement for bikes or for motorcycles. They um, have some some nice walking paths, things like that. Across the way, you see what looks like this large partial glass building. Uh, Very beautiful. There's a lot of greenery inside of it. It looks like it's actually the dining hall. Uh, I do have just one quick question kind of about setting, if it were. Bikes and stuff. I'm assuming there are some bikes like outside some of these stores. Yeah. Are they locked up, chained up? Yeah, generally. Generally, you, you do see some things that look like they might be more like magically locked, but there's no real reason to use a magical lock when you can use a non-magical lock. But there is still kind of the fear of, okay, I do need to lock my bike up before I go into this store. It just, uh, it doesn't look like everybody does that, but it, it looks like enough people do it. Okay. It is also just like anybody who leaves this island, like you are in Seattle and probably almost even a force of habit for some folks. Probably a lot of bikes and vehicles have tracking systems and things like that. So it doesn't really matter, but it's just school community on the island. Um, The school historically has been like 15,000 people. And it's part of this kind of experiment to reopen. They're capping it at a thousand. So some of these shops are, there's, there's nothing in, you can tell that they look like they were shops or, you know, Brooke, that they were shops, 
But so it feels kind of quiet. It does feel, it would feel very quiet to Brooke. Okay. Yes, it would feel very quiet to Brooke. But you do see this very large, lovely, almost largely glass, very, it, it feels like a greenhouse, but you can look inside and see that it's a dining hall um, on the other side of this road. She takes you down, you, you go on about like a five minute walk and you start to get into what looks like sort of these rows of, very nice townhouses, you know, kind of partially brick. They seem to have balconies. A lot of them seem to have like vaguely that, you know, those terracotta ceilings. There's sort of a lot of that. There seems to be a lot of overlapping architectural styles, some of which seem like a little Spanish, a little Persian, a little bit of like tall and skinny townhouses and takes you to this townhouse kind of in, in the center of a block. And she goes, so this, this is a duplex. Each of you will have your own room inside of it. It's a duplex converted into one unit. So there are two kitchens, but each of you will have your own room inside. Your items that were picked up earlier last month will be in your rooms, but not unpacked by any means. You will have to go through all the effort of unpacking that yourself. Here are your keys. She gives you all your keys. If you lose your keys, lose track of them, please go to the administration office to get new ones. Please do not attempt to magically break the locks. It's very frustrating to deal with. <laughs> it is not ideal. If you must open the doors magically, just open them. Don't break them. Please. Thank you. Uh, when Chuck gets the key, he pulls out a gigantic amount of keys. <laughs> that like is it's incredible. a janitor's key ring. T like size of amount of keys and adds it somewhere in the middle, puts it back in his pocket. Do you go a lot of places? I used to. Huh. What a fascinating answer. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, it means I got a lot of keys to a lot of places. I used to go there a lot. Don't go there much anymore, but some places I still go to a lot. Uh, Wasir doesn't say it, but she's definitely like, oh, so he's a landlord. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> That is not the vibe I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, but obviously, everybody owns multiple pieces of property, right? Incredible. I go to multiple pieces of property, that's for sure. <laughs> so, orientation will be at dinner tonight. In the meantime, you're free to do whatever you'd like if you want to return to Seattle, look over class schedules, things like that. There are maps of some of the local Seattle area, as well as the local magical communities. Again, as a reminder, in order to help maintain separate economies, we do recommend that you focus your attentions on buying at the local magical shops in local magical communities. And if you do come across any malicious threats, please avoid interfering too much with non-magicians and you all by now would know as well some of our rules and regulations around not using magic to interfere in non-magician world. We cannot be liable for any issues that arise from that. And it, if there are significant issues there, we will have to remove you from the school as well as revoke your magician's license. What other questions? Anything you need to know before I leave you for the time being? No, it's nice. nice to see you again. You too, Brooke. It's lovely. Right. She leaves you. Go into your townhouse. Let myself in. <laughs> Finally inside, just drop that backpack on the floor. It makes a very loud thump. <laughs> Plop down on a couch. So I'm thinking um, 
probably like an hour for everybody to get their room situated and then we can get a head start on the uh, combat practice. Sorry. I, <laughs> I love your enthusiasm right now. Like that's great energy. Um, quick pause. Uh, does it seem to you like Brooke is the favorite of our RA? Yeah, like seriously. score? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. What was that about them all fighting over you? I, uh, no, I just, I think, I mean, I've had classes here before, obviously. I know some of the teachers, so I don't, I don't know. I've, I've done like some student tutoring and I do okay in class. So what I'm hearing is if I need help studying, come to you. Depends on the, it's not like I'm any good at martial magic or anything. All right. Well, if I need help studying martial magic, I'll come to you, Wisteria. Oh, I'd be happy to make sure that we're all top of the class. I don't think that's totally necessary. Like, you know, I still want to have fun in school. Well, you can have fun fighting. There are not grades. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, narrator. I love this um, school. <laughs> oh. Wisteria does not know that. <laughs> I think I knew that either, yeah. You've never experienced grades before. Yeah, yeah. So you have no idea what she means by top of class. <laughs> I was homeschooled, so I was like always at the top of my class. Oh, hey, I was so also was I. always at the bottom of my class, <laughs> <laughs> which seems about right. I mean, we've all been assessed as like level three. We're we're all on the same page here. It's not. Uh huh. Hashtag stay humble. I love that. <laughs> I'm getting such good vibes from all you guys. I'm sorry. Hash. Okay. <laughs> oh, streams. That makes sense. No, I not because of streaming. Brooke, is that why? It's a water thing. Yes. Oh, was, were they being mean? No, no, they're sweet. It's not. If they were being mean, like we're best weren't. friends now, we will throw down. Please don't I mean, throw down. We with are probably gonna. <laughs> With Aurelius specifically, or... Oh, because of your complicated relationship with him? I, I mean, a little bit that, but he, he is very powerful. He will kick the shit out of you. So we shouldn't take him on yet, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, but once or we have our solo. formations down... Solo. Yes. Formations. I'm sorry, that I too. don't <laughs> want to talk about attacking... Ar Why? No. <laughs> classroom oh. setting i mean it just seemed like there's okay. some beef or it was a love poem i couldn't tell exactly how <laughs> you two were communicating earlier it's hard to read the vibe it, that was prime do you not speak prime uh no i i like amazon I, I, you know i heard it it's just it's rusty a little bit i definitely definitely know what that at is. some yeah. point you're gonna yeah. have to start rolling deception <laughs> i mean no it is very clear like I, I do not know what prime is <laughs> then how do you use magic roll arcana i don't i don't not you, her. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I guess you have, for some reason, always determined that your communication language does relate to how magic works. You, I guess, just haven't really unpacked that very much about whether or not that makes sense. Uh, well, my parents taught me that it's all about your faith. Definitely not faith-based for me. Huh. I mean, I've okay. got faith that it'll work. Uh, well, like, that's part of it, yes. That's okay. Once we get to combat training, we can work out the difficulties. I feel like there are other places you can work out the difficulties than in live combat. Yeah, like the classroom. Right. Where we can study, we can right. learn, we can apply our knowledge well, and whatnot. that stuff doesn't matter as much. You know, we have different paths, and that's fine. <laughs> We're going to compliment each other really well. It's going to be like, you're going to Yes, let's get some compliments. I love your hair. <laughs> I 
I love your enthusiasm. Thank you. We're doing this really well. So 45 minutes and then like, Brooke, is there like a training ground or like uh, something that we could use? Yeah. Could we not do that before dinner and orientation though? I'm going to agree with Brooke on this one. Okay. Yeah. Can we do like a tour? Like I, I, that's a lot to ask, Brooke. If you don't want to give us a tour, you don't have to. But like, I just like to like walk around, get like figure what out a, the grounds What day and of the week is it? Oh, it's uh, Sunday. Classes will begin tomorrow. Also, we need to get, like, supplies. You do know that you will not need supplies until the end of the first week. The way that classes work is that most of them, except the few mandatory ones, are basically audit for eternity. Many of these classes, because of the way the school is, it's, it's on a collaborative learning system, many of the classes are taught by other students of different levels or of, of different specialties. Think of like PhD students almost. There's, there's just a lot of those. So a lot of like materials and things like that, you know that you won't need to get until you've even decided which classes you're going to continue to go to. So like would Aurelius and Fen be our teachers? Would I know that or? You don't know. Oh, God, I hope Could not. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask. Yeah, like I would ask if either of you know that, Brooker. You probably know that Aurelius, there are probably classes he teaches, but you don't know off the top of your head which ones they would be. And probably not any of the mandatory ones. The mandatory ones would be taught by the professors, though it's possible that he or Fen would be teacher's assistants or something. I would relay that if you asked. Related to the townhouse we're in, is it like all of our stuff is in a central room, we have to decide our room, or is that our room's been selected for us? All your stuff is just kind of like in a room, but like in different corners of the room, you have to oh, figure out where you're in going. in a room. Oh, that's fun. So you all get to see. <laughs> your room may have been chosen based on, I suspect that there's not many places that your stuff could go. Probably your room has been chosen solely because of like, well, there's really only one room that can hold this. So I'm going to go find my room. It's like, what, midday now? It's like 11, 12. Yeah. 11, 12. Yeah. I wouldn't mind showing some people around nearby. Just I, I need some time to decompress and she'll go looking around to find her room. Chuck is also going to do the same thing. His luggage consists of one piece of actual luggage that is a little bit torn up and still has a Goodwill sticker on it and three cardboard boxes and like a hanging potted plant, but it's got a, almost like a full garden inside of it. Just a whole bunch of small different little plants. None of them are useful in any way. It's just cool plants that he's picked up over the years, tried to keep growing in this relatively small, limited space. Sure. Are you all trying to move your stuff manually? Is anybody trying to use magic for it? Or is or are people not taking that risk? I'm strong enough. <laughs> okay. So everybody moves their stuff manually. We don't have to worry about any of the new mechanics yet. Brooke decompresses. <laughs> Take your short rest. <laughs> and you all come back together to sort of do a campus tour. Yeah. And a lot has changed. Yes. We will rush through this bit. I have part of a map made and I need to finish that map for you all. But for the sake of it, how long are you all kind of exploring for? I mean, like, as far as Brooke would like to kind of lead us around. Otherwise, like, I think I'll just go and walk around. I like to yeah. get, like, the lay of like, land, figure things like out. Like, how much exercise yeah. are you willing to get? A, a lot. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. I think Brooke is willing to point out a lot of the major buildings and areas. I think you get a lot of, holy shit, they did a lot of construction on that. Or like, no, that's totally new. There is sort of a main academic area. It's 10, 15 minute walk away from you all. Very large buildings that you can kind of tell there's research and various things like that. Lots of kind of academic seeming labels. There's a very large kind of phys ed combat training court behind that academic building that's well appointed with various workout equipment. There seems to be a gym there as well. This feels almost as big as the rest of the academic center. This is quite clearly a point of note. For those of you willing to explore a little bit more, you do find also some of the outskirts. There's all kinds of things around here, especially as you look at different elements and different places. You can find housing that you can find treehouse housing. You can find housing that you're willing to sort of go down some hills and up some hills to the shoreline. You can see some housing that seems to be very correlated into the water itself. You can see some housing that seems to be sort of built into some of the caves. You can see other types of cohort housing that just seems fancier than yours. Some places that seem like very big buildings that probably host multiple cohorts in that one building, like castle-esque. A lot of fog, a lot of bridges and streams, a lot of nature. There's still a lot of nature on this island that's very much been heightened, some hiking trails in various places. So you, you can find all types of things outside of that main academic and sort of town-ish center. So that that's kind of like the quote-unquote downtown. And you you could easily spend until dinner walking around this island and finding things. There's a what seems to be like a cemetery mausoleum. Every type of thing you could think that magicians of various sorts would want around them. You can find it. And the campus is filling up. More and more people are sort of showing up. It's not as quiet as it had been, though. It's still very, very quiet in comparison to what you're used to. And then comes dinner. You all enter into this very large dining hall. It, it is smaller than it used to be. There used to be lots of dining halls. Now there's a couple, but this is the main one. And it's a little bit cramped, but you all see that the professors seem to sit and mingle amongst with the students. You kind of sit down, you see lots of people. You, you, you do see sort of Aurelius and Fenn across the hall with some other folks. You see Brooke, Max Calhoun, who uh, waves madly at you. He is waving madly at everybody he knows. Uh, is that a friend of yours? They seem energetic. That's Max Calhoun. Do you say that kind of like looking around, <laughs> worried that someone will hear you say his last name? Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's a pause. He's, he's just friendly. Okay. He's a friendly guy. It's warm. It's green. The chairs are fairly comfortable, as is the table. There seem to be a lot of like mechanisms to change comfort levels on the chairs. You do see some people just kind of like sitting on air, like quite clearly some people have found ways to just magically make themselves more comfortable. And then Sofia Salavera stands. You all know of Sofia Salavera as she was until today, the president of the Federated International Communities of Magic and is now the chair of your school. And as people kind of see her rise and pick up her wine glass and sort of wave for attention, they settle down. Hello. 
she begins. Oh, this is very exciting for me. I'm very happy for people to be able to be back at school again, even if it is a smaller number of students. For such a accoutrement of students here from various backgrounds and various places, for the students who have been here, though I do not yet know you, I'm very excited too, and I have heard a great many things of a great many of you from the teachers who remain here, who are still here, though we have changed the staff quite significantly. For those of you who might be unaware, my name is Sofia Salavera. I am the chair here at PINAM. Things have changed educationally, as you may have noted. You all are part of a cohort system now, instead of as individualized as you have been in the past. This is because we determined that especially with some of the malicious threats that pose themselves to the magical and non-magical community. So much more power is in groups than it is in individuals. It is easier to thrive and live when we do it together and in a community. You will have the opportunity to request a different cohort in three months, should it not be working out with yours. And of course, if there are any serious issues, please come to us and ask us. To give an overview of how the school will run, we have four days of formal classes and a small number of mandatory classes based on the leveling system. Your classes will be with people within two levels of yourself. Tomorrow classes begin with creative solutions, with theory and ideation for how we think about the efficiency of magic and our creative methods of identifying magic, whether it's through finding precedent in history of times magic has been used or times science has been used in different ways to ask the universe for its assistance, or whether it's in our understanding of math and physics and knowing how we might bind elements together and asking in that way. I will be teaching theory and ideation of creative solutions, and we have many other classes, whether it's spellcrafting through the ages or how we avoid magical technical debt. That sounds like a very fun one. I look forward to the student teaching that one. Deconstruction of language and how we use language, kinematics, how we use the idea of joy rather than sacrifice from a place of pain. Elemental experiments will be on Tuesday. The mandatory classes there are our multimodal elemental practice because of the in-depth nature of the elements and practicing specifically with different elements. That is a two-hour block and that will be taught by my lovely wife, Celia Salavera. And she points down next to her to a, another woman who seems kind of wide-eyed with also very dark hair. Both of these women have fairly dark hair. Sophia seems a little bit more, I don't want to say fair, because she's not fair. Just generally, her skin tone's a little bit lighter. Her hair color is a little bit lighter. Uh, and, and Celia is a little bit on the, the darker side, skin and hair wise. Wednesdays are for combat training. These are full cohort. The entire school will do many of these together. I highly recommend taking a look at your schedule to better understand how the multi-cohort combat practice works. It's kind of alternating. We have many cohorts um, and we want you all to have appropriate attention. There are some other classes as well that are related to it, such as how you think 
quickly in order to come up with your creative solutions, uh, how deities are born, non-violence and warfare, different types of warfare that don't necessarily relate to actual violence, mythologies of, of souls and spirits and death, things like that. We do require as well that you come to lunch on those days because they are very physically exhausting. Thursday is our non-core magic and general studies classes. Our required class there is our ethics and influence of magic in the non-magician world. It is very important that we understand how we influence the non-magician world and do so minimally. So that is, those ethics classes are the mandatory ones for there. And then finally is our independent studies, which are any days of the week that you so desire at any times. I mentioned it in our entry level and I, a letter, and I will mention it again now. If you are of the adventurous sort, you may choose to address some of these malicious threats in the Seattle area yourself. We will have bounty boards. Please be mindful of the impact on you and your spirit. Some of the bounty boards allow for non-violent methods of resolving the issue. Some of them will require elimination, and that is it. If that is something you do not believe that you can handle in your heart, because it is always hard to take a life, then do not try. There are other volunteering opportunities that will be available as well and community outreach options. Independent studies will also be your class. So whether you are a paladin or a druid, you, you will have the opportunity to find other of your um, specialties who may want to pair and join with you. I, as you may have known, during my presidency did bi-weekly broadcasts. I will be doing similar here for whatever value it may have. So I will provide answers to questions as they come up as well. You are always free to come to me or to any of the other teachers with uh, questions, concerns, desires, and of that sort. In the meantime, uh, may the existence be kind. May you be humble and may God ascend it bless all of us. Thank you. While this is happening, Wisteria is going to kind of like whisper to Brooke. You didn't say... Saliakui is going to be a teacher here. Salavera? No, her, her wife, right? The tutor. First off, she's new. I, I wouldn't know. Also, well, uh, did she, did you know her with a, like a different name? Well, not with a different name. I mean, she wasn't anything until she became tutor. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's okay if you needed a tutor. Like sometimes I needed tutors too. And like math Are and none stuff. of you travelers? I mean, like, I have a lot of stamps in my passport, so, like, you tell me. I mean, I've, I've been to the wine region in France. That's about it. That's, oh my God. I've been there a lot. That sounds amazing. I've, Is that what you mean by traveler? I've traveled the breadth of the, uh, the mountains near here. Other than that, not much. I'm getting the sense that is not what you mean by traveler. No, like, yeah, realms. No. No. Oh, no. Some things retroactively are making a lot more sense. Okay, well, um, she tutors gods, or a god. Is there only one god? Can there be multiple gods? I had At a time in the Church of Scientology, so like, I don't really fuck with that stuff anymore. Hold on, probably. Okay, At but a time? this is real. You get that right? Like, well, there's I a mean, class on deities. Maybe you should audit. I, I think it. I need to take that. Yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm 
woefully lacking in that one. My parents were not very religious. Look, it's just, if you do well enough here, we can potentially gain the eye of some incredibly powerful forces, which is why we should head to the training grounds now. You're in the <laughs> middle of dinner. <laughs> Two questions. Why do you want to gain the attention of an incredibly powerful force? It's how you become incredibly powerful. What do you want to do with the power? Do you just want it for power's sake or? Well, like, that's how you get to do anything in this world. It's your... Yeah, but like, what do you what do you want to do with? I mean, do well, you have a, like... a vision in mind? It's just how you become one of the power players. I guess she's just like a hashtag girl boss. Yes, exactly like that. Do you know what that means, Brooke? <laughs> I, I know what it is. I just, who says hashtag out loud? As Very suddenly, Sophia stands up again and goes, I forgot something. You will be required to submit your cohort name by the end of the week. I am not calling you cohort number 43 for the next eternity so all right so we're putting in cohort number 43 as our <laughs> name right what yeah. about this what about brooks babes because like no. everyone seems to really like brooke and like if we just like play that up <laughs> actually you know i, I did pick that up like God, brooks no. seems to be like our ticket in yeah. or i mean should we should Which we is be totally fine by instead? me <laughs> brooks okay Kidding. i mean that would probably get the attention of the tutor i um, would really prefer not to name our cohort after any individual member of our cohort. It's probably for the best. Don't want to be trying to put anyone on a pedestal or more specifically put anyone below that pedestal. We want to bring ourselves all up onto that pedestal, not one person to leave the rest behind. Oh my yes. God. If I ever win an award, like I want you to write my speech for me. That was beautiful. <laughs> but Siri, have you met the tutor before? Uh, not this one. Could you elaborate, please? <laughs> I-, I met the tutor a little bit back you know dinner parties with my parents no i okay yeah that's totally that's totally normal right uh Britt, you've you've been to uh, to dinners with demigods right i'm sorry i actually got stuck on the parents plural thing um, you know <laughs> most people have both well i'm not most oh. people we do which know i that. love about myself i was gonna say most people have both the alcohol that we're allowed to have here <laughs> Somebody please watch how much she drinks. <laughs> yeah, on it. I'm just sending back a reeling at everything. What? Yeah, yeah. I, I think the deity's class will probably explain things a little bit neater than I can. Yeah, we'll we'll all get to know each other so well over the next several. Yeah, let's talk about months. you. Like, what's your deal? Okay. Apart from like your very nice hair. Well, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just here to learn. There's nothing super special about me i'm not i don't believe that for a second we've got like the favorite person in the school and like wilderness explorer like bear krillis and (laughs) she rides a motorcycle and knows things (laughs) and like you know brit majors um but like what is like what's your thing i I mean i don't really have a thing i don't believe that if you want to be coy like that's fine i mean i call you coy boy i'm not trying to be coy i guess just i'm a level three wizard i'm just trying to learn like i grew up on a on a vineyard like okay see that's interesting like you... oh, oh that's what you're looking for okay i mean when we're talking about literal gods and apparently like one of the most famous people in school in our cohort <laughs> i am too, not I'm, 
I, I thought that's the level you were looking at. Oh no, yeah. I mean, like I grew up in a really cool vineyard in, in Walla Walla. My my mom. I like how just like cool. I'm a good student who's kind of a nerd, and people like the professors like me yeah. has escalated into like she's the favorite. <laughs> I, mean, I am absolutely not. I mean, it sounds like RAs literally fought to have you in their, like, cohort or whatever. So, like, I think you're the favorite. That's fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> no, no, this is good. It sounds like we're all power players here, so. Yeah. And we're going mom, to be. your moms make wine. Yeah, make so, wine. So, like, yeah. we can have the best parties on campus. You're, like, the guy. That's perfect. Uh, Koi Boy! We, so can we name we, this episode title Koi Boy? Koi Boy. <laughs> My moms don't know I'm here. So I can't exactly put in an order Literal for a case of wine soup. Oh my god, what? It's, like, it's fine. They, Look, they just your... wanted me to study how to make wine, and I wanted to just go find something else, something better than that. So here I am, and I found really cool stuff, like demigods and gods and favorite students and, like, movie stars. I... This is super cool. I'm excited to be here, and I just want to start taking classes because I feel like my parents, just not because it's, like, on purpose, they just didn't know everything about the magical world, and so I'm excited to see it all. I am here for this. I'm here for this personal journey. Thank you, Koi Boy. Parents, like, not magicians? They are. They're just, well, especially comparatively to you, very, very low level. Yeah, because we're all level three magicians. Here. Yeah, I mean, they, they were like level one. I mean, they, they put on a nice party out in the vineyard. You know, we could entertain all the, the other winos in the region, especially the magical winos. Can I have a little insight on <laughs> Mysteria being a level three? <laughs> she's she, sure, roll she inside. The, the tutor to, to gods. Definitely true. <laughs> so maybe she's like level like five or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got an 18 on my insight. Okay, you can on, just roll one whatever you're going to roll. <laughs> uh huh. Eleven. Wisteria is also being a coy boy. <laughs> I can't think of a rhyme that goes with girl, so like we're just gonna call you coy boy too. Um, what are you being coy about over there, coy boy too? No, it's just I mean, you know, we're all of you know we're a cohort. Uh, we're you know able to like fight equivocally in in a in a fight, but you, I mean you, that's gonna be. Uh, you just made like a little bit of a face there. Like I, I, I mean, I don't mean to brag. I did have one of the best acting coaches who taught me to read facial expressions so that I could like emote them back, and I could just see like a little bit of something there. Like maybe you're like donning the mask. I no say let ma- her don the mask. <laughs> No, 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 no mask here. Okay, but like, are you already super powerful? Because it sounds like you're already super powerful. Well, I'm I mean, sure I compared have to some of us, training for a while. Like, I mean, you know, with my education, that was a very big part of it. Was the the physicality? We get it. And... You went to the Juilliard of Magic. Like, that's well, fine. No, I was homeschooled. <laughs> All right, Koi Boy too. I'm looking at you. <laughs> Thanks. All right, cool. Well, this has been a very nice dinner. I understand that you're very excited to get out and do some combat training. I've not double-checked, but that was not a thing that is generally good to do without, like, a certified healer. Uh, oh, I can do that, too. You're, you're a certified healer? Well, I'm really good at it. We're not asking if you're good at it. We're asking if you're certified. All right. So so combat training on Wednesday. For homeschool tracks. They absolutely do. Chad, I think (laughs) you know some like wilderness medicine or something. No, I know healing. It's good to know healing. I'm not a certified healer. What she said. I can can patch myself up if I, you know, get a scrape out in the woods, but 
not about to be able to sew someone's arm back on. Yeah, I would say that both Brooke and Chuck would have definitely seen some fucked up shit happen in combat training. It's not usually on purpose. And it is, in fact, the accidental fucked up shit that is the scariest. And some of it, like, you can be good at healing, but it's not always about healing, right? It's not always about cure wounds. Yeah, so I I think both of you would be very hesitant to be doing combat training. Because Uh, even though, you know, Chuck, you you haven't necessarily gone to school, you were, you did do this with your druid circle, right? Yeah, unsupervised, bad idea. Mm -hmm. How about after dinner, we go back to our housing and we chat about our cohort name and we'll have our first combat training session on Wednesday with everybody else. But like the full contact stuff, I'm not comfortable doing without supervision. Oh, are you like used to being supervised for that sort of stuff? Yes. Yes. Oh, I was just given a sword. Well, I'm on sorry. Your own? Well, like against training dummies and stuff, or my father, but. Well, the training dummies, can the training dummies, like, kill you? Yeah, it's like in the name, like, they're just dummies. Oh, well, they were enchanted to fight back. They weren't very well enchanted to fight back. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm about done with food, so I, I think I'm just gonna head back, and I'll, I'll see y'all back when you're. When you're Chuck done is going or... to uh, grab one more roll and follow you out. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think that sounds like a sufficient plan for this evening, and then I can, uh, maybe we can do some drills together or something tomorrow. Sure. Okay, that sounds satisfactory. You do, um, kind of on your way out, walk by the table that uh, Aurelius and Fen are sitting at. All of you would recognize at that table is one of Sophia and Celia Salavera's four children. So it, it seems that the, the Salavera family is more prolific in this school than perhaps anticipated. But also, you know, that's not overly surprising. Mom runs the damn thing. As well as a couple other individuals, you, you kind of assume that these might be the, the folks that Aurelius and Fen met who were on the boat. Mm. I think Wisteria would. Um, she's just does a... It's not her... It's not plan A, but it is a mental clock for if I need to change cohorts. <laughs> <laughs> Can I roll insight on that? Because it's mentally devastating. <laughs> sure. Roll insight on Wisteria's face. <laughs> That's a 12. I, I mean, she's... It's literally just... Uh, making note of where the what she considers the power players are and it's not like she's looking to get out of this cohort it's like uh if y'all don't measure up i I think at a 12 you probably don't read her mind about her opinions about the cohort Mm. (laughs) but maybe notice that she's noticing Oh, plan A is definitely to make sure that everybody here is ship-shaped. That's the drill. Yeah, because honestly, fuck those other people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, going to Aurelius's team is the last thing on her mind. <laughs> is there anything y'all are doing before you bed down for the night? Yeah, so I guess my question was, and the same as yours, like, what are, what are people's specialties? Because if we can find some through line there, it might give us a better idea of a decent cohort name we could also go for something like aspirational something powerful like that's how i chose my last name Sorry, what is your last name oh steel falcon you know steel is in like 
my swords and then falcon like the bird like an airplane like, that would also be a good one but yeah no like like that's you know i really wanted my last name to like invoke like strength and power and like, like an airplane like a steel falcon <laughs> like a steel falcon yeah so something like, like that because I mean, that would also be a good cohort name I, I think if we're going to name the cohort after somebody, it's going to be Brooke. And she already X-named that idea. And we respect that. Thank you. But if you ever do change your mind, it is still a great name. Okay. I'll start, I guess. My my specialties are kinematics, abjurations, silicon. I've kind of, I, I have a natural talent for healing, but I don't really do it. So it's not like I'm actually good at it. You still got to practice, right? But that's that's kind of what I do. I mean, I'm all into uh, exploring around the wilderness and looking at things and helping things grow in my own way that I can. And, you know, whether that's the actual natural world around me or the knowledge of those uh, around me and myself. Growing knowledge is a method of growing as well. Oh, explorers, adventurers, something like that. So like biomagic stuff? Sure, yeah. So you're like an educator? Well, when the when the when the younger guys in my troop needed some help, I'd be willing to help uh, any way I could. Okay. Well, as you may have gathered, my specialty is a lot of uh, physicality sort of stuff. We were fairly rigorous growing up with the uh, various weapons, and I do have a little bit of like a defensive magic and sort of things to aid my allies as well. And then I, I do have quite a bit of, of healing, but as um, Brooke did point out earlier, it is definitely of a, the more physical variety and not so much of the spell negation or reversal type. Uh, as you look at Britt, you see that she has been on her phone this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I'm so sorry. Um, uh, my IMDb page, I guess. Yeah, like I can talk a little bit about my career, such as it is. You probably all recognize me from my role on Mystery Box, where I was, of course, the fan favorite. Obviously, I was on that show for, you know, just like a, a very good couple of seasons. Um, unfortunately... I did eventually age out of the role, which is totally fine. And I'm totally fine with the fact that they recast Tina Young in my role. And, you know, the critics love her and the audiences love her. And that's great. And we support women and women support women, even when they take each other's jobs sometimes. And that's just the way that Hollywood is. <laughs> totally. Hashtag girl boss oh my god yes <laughs> <laughs> i mean i am can't we can just float that potentially as a cohort name i've done some other work you probably well I, maybe you guys are the right age for it i did star in a very gritty mini series uh starring opposite of kate winslet and but it was rated uh cps 17 which means that child protective services is called if it is viewed in a household with anybody under the age of 17 um so i don't know if you guys saw that one but <laughs> that is nope. just nope. blank stares from everybody else nope. in the someone so told you that <laughs> no one knows who it was very critically acclaimed but most people said it was quote too scarring to watch <laughs> so, so um what what magic do you uh, practice? oh magic right um i guess like sorcery but I think, the, yes. real, I think the real magic, though, is, like, <laughs> the transformation uh, when I'm on the silver screen. And, like, yes, I am a sorcerer or whatever, but, like, I think that's very auxiliary to my artistry. My powers of... Well, I mean, like, I can just straight up transform, for example. That's 
great. I feel great about that. That's great. Um, but like, okay, so, but sorcery is like a lot of things. Is there like a like fire? Um, there, there's been fire. There's been fire. Yeah, but like a totally amount, reasonable amount of fire that no one got hurt from and definitely did not get me fired for my last job that was just a little pun that i just made by accident fired fired <laughs> i'm gonna stop talking now uh, why don't you go ahead quote boy um yeah just a mostly general wizard at this point um figured out i'm pretty good at convincing people to do things that i needed them to do occasionally mostly through digital means and digital uh, just you know uh, falsehoods Straight up, just, just falsehoods, yes. There was nothing that ever got traced back to me. It was just one of those moments, you know, when you kind of realize, like, oh, I I should stop ethically because that was not what I intended. I didn't need all those credit card numbers, but that's that's what happened. And so that can be the consequences if you're unaware of exactly what your magical powers do. And so now I'm learning to channel that and to be very targeted in my manipulation of people via digital means. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm glad you're on the up and up after we filled out all of your stuff, so. Yeah, thank you all for filling out that survey, by the way. It will be very helpful in the coming future. Oh, I think I filled it out a few times. Yes, that was a bit puzzling because you gave different answers every time as well. <laughs> right. Um, well, I mean, you know, I didn't really know what my social security number was, so I had to guess. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I would not have put that on a form. <laughs> But it would have been some more nefarious things that would have led to potentially. Um... I tell you about me drinking liquid and you speaking words. <laughs> so what I'm getting actually is that we're a well-rounded group, but we so probably don't have a lot of direct synergy as far as names go. Maybe this was a, a dud route to go down, but it's good to know more about y'all. Uh, yeah, I'm very impressed with the caliber of magicians that we have here. I once dated a boy from the boy band Direct Synergy. I mean, that would probably be a good name for a cohort. I like that. It is the name of a very popular boy band. <laughs> oh. So it's a little derivative, but like, it could also be an homage. Hmm. We mostly just listen to, well, music that hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> <laughs> You probably haven't heard of it as it hasn't been invented. <laughs> That's the problem when your parents are, are time travelers, no time travelers, can be time tra travelers. <laughs> Again, maybe something that like kind of indicates where we where we want us to be. Yeah, or like what? Yeah, like the like... exalteds. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That wait, what? Can I insight that? Yeah, like as if that feels like. Pointed. <laughs> yeah, like, are you trying to lead us in a specific Based direction? Based on the reaction of the DM, we all yes. feel concerned. <laughs> Let me put it this way. Wisteria is trying to lead okay. you in a specific direction. So, uh, Lynn does uh, That would be a terrible name for multiple reasons, I feel. <laughs> but Wisteria thinks it's great. What about the Oscar contenders? <laughs> I, I think we maybe need to be more clear on what our aspirations are. We're like, to here get to an Oscar. A what? Oh my god, we're gonna have so much fun looking through all the old movies. Okay, well, we'll have a movie night. It's Brooke, gonna be fun. Is there someone named Oscar who goes to school here? Are we trying to. You know what Oscars partners? are. Oh, the you award. mean oh, the movie thing? Yeah. Sorry, we didn't, we didn't watch a lot of stuff on the movie. 
we're gonna have so many good movie nights you guys well i'm excited to to have them um but yeah no the exalteds i think would be did anyone actually roll an inside check? I rolled 16 on inside. Okay. Wisteria is definitely attempting to lead you in a direction. There is a reason that she has pitched that it is not a random word. So uh, why the Exalted? Sorry, out of character. I'm trying to figure out like what Wisteria's understanding of Exalted is. Or is it like kind exalted of Exalted a... is literally like, you have been chosen by God to be obscenely powerful. It's not that all exalteds are level 20 or level 30 or whatever. You have to practice and train and work hard, but you get blessed with the access to power beyond the vast majority of deities. Think of it as like the highest tier of angels. That's what an exalted is. Okay, so I think this is going to be like Wisteria's take on it. Um, So like an exalted's a thing where like, you know, God sees you and chooses you and it removes the level cap you still have to like work but it like you know how like most of us are like one to twenty they gotta be above that and i think that's just something that we should be aiming for i um, don't think i need to be aiming for that personally i take umbrage but the first thing you said um god sees you and notices you that right. feels like the directionality you go as opposed to we're gonna just decree we're exalted in front of this new evidence to me that, like, God is very, very real. Um, <clears throat> so a little Brit, concerned. Back me up on this. Manifesting. I do love your usage of the word manifesting. Hmm. What's something else that captures that energy, that sort of, like, overconfidence? Ascended. Also, no, for similar reasons. I feel like we're just getting all the key terms of this uh, <laughs> campaign right off the bat. Okay. Maybe not that one. But, like, those sort of vibes. Like... If you thought about... Oh, family unit? That's my favorite one so far. <laughs> family unit. I don't know that it Well, flows you do still well. have several days to decide. I was going to say, yeah, yeah we, we might need to think about this. Maybe. We can let something arise organically. We got a week. All right. Well, if we want to, um, you know, continue with this um, bonding, maybe we could do one of the movies that Britt suggested. Are you, are you, are you going to pick one that you're in? Well, when you say it like that, I'm not really sure if that's what you want. Do you want to, though? Because, like, I had you have a couple good ones. I, I would be delighted. Finish unpacking before I go to bed Yeah, tonight. I've got a lot of stuff to set up before classes start. And the curtain closes. That's <laughs> <laughs> debacle. <laughs> Thank you, DM. Monday arises. Now, classes start at 10 a.m. The earliest class is at 10 a.m. Your mandatory class is not until 2 p.m. I, I know that Brooke has created a full class schedule for herself. And she takes lunch breaks. Yep, that is true. Yep. <laughs> yep. For those of you who wake up in the morning, I, I don't know if everybody would be planning on auditing as many as you can just to decide which ones you you want or who's sleeping in or what. You wake up in the morning, you go to breakfast, uh, I assume. I don't know. Maybe you don't. Do y'all try to head to breakfast together? Do you not? I definitely wake up early and I'm like sitting in the living room, like waiting for others to like get up and, and come out. And, and Brooke is basically out the door, like up, walks downstairs leaves so like if morning, you're bro. like oh hi yeah you want to you want to go get breakfast you going somewhere that's that's where i'm headed yeah oh my god are you guys going to breakfast <laughs> do you want to wait for everyone so we can go as a group we can keep that cohort discussion going as we walk yeah okay okay great it's gonna take me like half an hour i'll be right back no oh, nope. well that's great then we can <laughs> go get some drills done at the gym before while we wait for okay actually yeah right. i am just gonna go to breakfast because i've got i've got class first thing 
Okay, I'll, I'll, oh. I'll wait for the others. Well, do That's you want to cool. join me with the drills at the gym? Um, no. <laughs> That's holding your boundaries. That's yeah. a good job. You know, oh. not yet. I kind of want to get a feel for everything first. I just, I just want to walk around, you know? I want to take in the atmosphere, <laughs> figure out kind of like how this all feels sure. before I just hold myself up at the gym. Chuck would have been like out the door about an hour before dawn just to go like hiking in the morning before first class of States well, of Matter because that sounds uh, interesting. Brooke sees Chuck in the cafeteria. Chuck, you've probably, you know, you meandered about, you came into the cafeteria. Uh, people move in and out of the cafeteria. There's sort of like core hours of each meal, but then like continental food outside of that. So kind of like eight to 10 is core breakfast hours. You go to whatever classes you go to, whether they're formal logic or your states of matter class or your collaborative debate class or your how to survive a witch hunt class. Two o'clock is theory and ideation. You it's in one of those big academic buildings. The classroom is, you know, set up much more in a kind of discussion type style. This is clearly less of a hands on class and uh sophia is already there uh, another class having fairly recently left her clothes feel more formal than than it feels like they should for just like a school setting mm. you know she's in a very nice dress her hair is very well done her makeup is super on point she has long like perfectly manicured nails but you you join in. It does seem like there's one other cohort that you don't know that joins you. And in addition, Aurelius is there. And kind of sitting at the back of the class are two individuals who uh, you saw sitting with Aurelius and Fen and uh, Solaris. One of them is a tiny black woman or girl it's a little unclear what either of their ages are you'd be shocked if they were under 17 but also shocked if they were over 20 and one of them is a taller person more androgynous a little femme with very very light feels almost translate like translucent skin and kind of this dark shiny hair but just kind of very much sitting in the in the back of the class but you all enter in, so there's, you know, 13 to 15 of you in this room. And Sophia sort of starts class, and she, she asks, she starts, and she goes, All right, hello. Welcome to Theory and Ideation. It is um, oh, lovely to be teaching again. It has been a while for me. I just want to begin first, the fundamentals. It is always important that we re-go over the fundamentals. Can anybody tell me, especially since we have so many students who have not necessarily had access to the formal education path, somebody explain to me how magic works. Yes. Mr. Yes. 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 Hi. 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 Um, you use Prime to sort of uh, corral the magic and, and speak your intention and uh, put forth the energy that and power that you need to to make the, the spells work. Language can definitely be a conduit for magic, absolutely. But how does it work? Brooke raises her hand like tentatively because this feels like a trap question. Yeah, and can you can you tell me your name, please? Uh, Brooke. Okay, Brooke. You provide some sort of structure and energy in the form of sacrifice to, I guess, convince the existence to alter physics in the way that suits you? Yes, exactly. Fantastic. 
can somebody remind me what we mean by sacrifice? It's such a harsh word. Yes. Your energy? It can be. Magic exists because our souls are connected to the universe. The souls of non-magicians are not powerful enough to beg of the universe to do things for us. But the existence does not like simply doing things for us because we said so. Nobody likes an authoritarian. So instead we provide energy in return. We do not ask the universe to put through energy without offsetting it. We do not go closer and closer to the heat death of any one universe by pulling on it like that. So we have to find creative solutions, as the track is named, for how we say, like, yes, this is a good idea. Do this for me. Do this for me, please. Thank you. This is what I will give you in return. So it might be your energy. Yes, it can absolutely be that you decide to sleep for a good long time after doing some magic. That's not necessarily ideal. It could be you put somebody else to sleep. That's very not ideal. But perhaps there are other ways. What are some other creative solutions? Anybody? Yes, Burke. Uh, you can store energy ahead of time to draw in as you need it. Sure. Yes, you can store different types of energy ahead of time. One of my favorite examples is you can sacrifice pain itself, as in the energy that pain costs in order to offset something bad. So for instance, let's say that a bomb was going to be dropped and I wanted to stop the bomb. Well, perhaps I could petition. Think about the energy cost of the fallout of the bomb. Think of the cost of that many people dying. Think of the cost of having to recreate that many souls, put that many souls back into bodies, or have them just linger about. Think about the cost of the actual heat generated by that bomb. I might be able to convince the universe to make that bomb stop just by saying it's too much energy to make it go off. So that's what we mean when we say creative solutions. How can we think of creative sacrifices? And part of that is also understanding our own ideals, our own desires, the things that we want and that we don't want. What types of things do people in this room value? The natural world. Natural world. Okay. So you know that perhaps you would not attempt to sacrifice the natural world for magic. Mm-hmm. What other types of things do people value? Power. Craft. <laughs> the craft. <laughs> Tell me more about that. Um, just like, you know, when the mask goes on. Acting. Such a crass way of putting it. Okay, so you value performance. Yes. Thank you so much for calling it a performance. You are so welcome. What was her name again? Brit Majors. And she, I don't know where I'm sitting in the classroom, but wherever <laughs> I'm sitting, I do the sideways hand so the professor can kiss it if she wants to. She gently shakes it. Very daintily. It just kind of like goes up and down like a wife. So perhaps you could utilize your ability to bring joy or to bring performance to other people to create magic. Thank you for saying that I bring joy. Or pain. You know, people who perform can also bring that. We can talk more about that in our ethics classes. What about you? What do you value? Just value knowledge and knowing how to do something. Wonderful. You know, understanding the specific physics that we use is so important. Who, who could tell me why our understanding of physics is important for our magic use? 
We'll go with this young gentleman here. Name is Chuck. Uh, knowing how the different states of matter interact with each other, it, you can know, okay, well, I know hot water has more energy than cold water. I know that water vapor has more energy than both of those. And there are ways you can convince the universe, hey, if you take some of this energy and just kind of move it somewhere else, instead of having to generate it or pull all from one source, you can use a little bit of energy to tell the universe, hey, move this energy from one place to another for me. And so knowing how the different pieces of the world interact with each other on a very mechanical level can help you make those suggestions to the universe a little bit easier. Exactly. We want to make the universe do as little work as possible for us. The more work we ask of it to do for us, the um, less likely it is to go well, if it goes at all. Going at all is sometimes a worse solution than it not going. Aurelius, my teaching assistant, is here. So and the and the Vinny are definitely elbowing <laughs> Mysteria right now. Making eyes, yeah. <laughs> Aurelius is adamantly ignoring. Is that like your boyfriend's in there? It's like it's complicated though, right? <laughs> Don't worry about it's it. It's complicated. It would be a great cohort name. Just putting that out there. That is a really good cohort name. Thank you. Yeah. So what we're going to do today is we just have some prompts and you're going to think through when we declare magic outside of our standard spells. And if you don't know, Aurelius has actually uh, in the last couple of years created several of those standardized spells that we use through some truly exceptional work. He's, he's had some assistance from Svendel as well. Um, but we are going to do a lot of practice work. It, it breaks down into a few different pieces, right? You know what it is you want to do. You declare how it is that that will happen. What, what are the mechanics by which it will happen? Or what is the precedent that you know something like this has happened before? Let's say you don't know how Hindenburg happened, but you want exactly that to happen again. Don't do Hindenburg again. That's terrible. But Let's say for whatever reason you did, it was the same situation. You could think about the Hindenburg and say to the existence, I don't know how it works, but I know that it has in the past, right? So you're going to declare what it is you want, how it is you want it, and what your offset is. What is your sacrifice? What is your energy offset? And most of this class will be just practicing that. Aurelius will be here to help you with any thinking that you have about it, anywhere you get stuck. And if you feel really good about any of the hypotheses you come up with, you can then take that into your multimodal elemental practice on Tuesdays. This is very standard to how you remember these types of classes going. It's usually just that like brook that is. And, and many of you as well. This is Creative Solutions is a pretty standard class. It's just that some of you will have done more of it than others. It's just that mostly the questions get harder. The hypotheticals get more difficult. Sometimes the classes start trying to time you in order to uh, how quickly you can do it, right? Things like that. And, and they start to ask more details, right? They start to require more specifics of knowledge, especially as you start to specialize. So this is a very standard way that this class is run. Aurelius will come around periodically and ask you if you need help or no. If you have the <laughs> I feel like Brit very smugly leans over to a steer at one point. I saw that you didn't know what the Hindenburg was. Um, that's actually just like the drug name of this guy on Breaking Bad. So oh my Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> oh. Wait, so it's like a drug thing? You can use uh, Yeah, like it's like a TV show though. So like, you know, <laughs> 
I do know the show. Kill me? <laughs> Not dual combat training. I, I would say after Aurelius leaves to Brit, you know he is exalted, right? I still don't really know what that means. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Actually, is that why he wanted to name us Exalted? Because if it's an Aurelius thing? No, because we're going to be... Wisteria, can you... What's your passive perception? Nine. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because we're going to be We could better. call ourselves the Aurelius babes. Hard you know we what? don't. As, as, as Brooke pointed out, we probably shouldn't name ourselves after a person. Like, it just doesn't... How quiet were you trying to be with that statement? <laughs> Not trying to be quiet Aurelius turns around and goes, I know people who would be more into your court name being named after them than I, than I would. They're also hot. Oh, good. <laughs> You're um, so funny, Aurelius. Name them after them, not me. I do think there is a pretty consistent banging sound uh, as Brooke <laughs> is just repeatedly slamming her head Sophia against Sophia also like fully glares straight at Aurelius <laughs> as he says that, as though she knows something that you don't know. <laughs> I is he gone yet? Expect that no, he he's the TA. <laughs> expect that like Sophia away from our table. <laughs> there are 15 people in class. Can he be gone? I'm <laughs> going to petition the universe to make him. <laughs> I think that went pretty well. Are you trying to do magic to make him go away? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. In what way would you like him to go away? I would like to hear him. Somebody, somebody calling his name from outside. In kind of like a minor illusion type of way, or do you want there to actually be someone there? Like Michael, minor illusion. I just want him to walk away while I recover from the images okay. that Brit has put into my So, head. So how do you want this to happen? You, what you want is to hear a voice from outside calling his name? Yeah, I don't know how much it's intentional, but I think she is like hoping that something is going to happen, knowing this is a small classroom, that he needs to at least step outside for a second. Are you when... actually trying to do magic about it? Because because this isn't accidental magic. If you're trying to do a magic about it, we can do our new magic rules, but... Yeah, she's just mortified and just needs a second to compose herself. So she's like, I just need him to step away for a moment. Magic does that, right? And is going to okay. try and set that up. Do you, are you declaring uh, any energy offset or are you just trying to pull from the power you know you have? I think with the way that Wisteria thinks about magic, I mean, obviously she is introduced to these concepts of being clever about it, but it's kind of yeah, hard to override the yeah, that's way not, she was That's not raised. how she was raised. Yeah, absolutely. So I think at least at this point, she is like, I will give you some energy or... All right, roll me Arcana. Mm. Two. Two. Okay, so here's the thing with our DC checks on 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 these new rules. Uh-huh. The DC will vary pretty wildly, and I'm not going to give it to you beforehand because it's going to vary wildly based on a lot of things. That being said, it will always be a 10 or over. A 10 always means just it doesn't happen. Anything below that, I start to roll my D100s. I might roll my D100s above that as well, but it's it's for different things. At a two, you really want me to roll below a 20%. Mm. Cool. It's going to be like a 99 with my <laughs> That is an 88. <laughs> Close. Just a little off from that 20%. I don't have a backup character, y'all. <laughs> you feel this sense. You try to make this happen, and you pull on your magic, and you're magic like side eyes you you can feel 
the sneer, like, bitch, you're literally in a class about how to do this better than this. <laughs> this is simple shit. Are you kidding me? Let's bully her a little bit. Fully, what ends up happening instead is you do hear the name Aurelius being called. It's being called in various pitches of Wisteria's voice <laughs> from her desk. No! <laughs> oh, no. I leave the class. <laughs> I go. No one stops you. I just, uh, You're an adult. <laughs> However, the voice is following you. No. <laughs> but, like, two feet behind you. I leave. I just, I th- she cannot deal with this right now. After about 10 seconds, it does end. Like, like 10, 15 seconds, it does well, end. Now I'm too mortified to go back in. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> I just finish out the class way. I wait for the rest of my cohort in the hall. I feel like Britt runs out of the classroom after her. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you just see her just head and hands against the wall. Like, oh my God, that was mortifying. I feel like, like when it comes time to like actually be a good friend, Britt really doesn't have all that much experience. Uh, she doesn't actually have a lot of friends. <laughs> wow. <some> <laughs> but she like kind of sits next to Wisteria and kind of just like very tenderly like puts a hand on her back. That was a real mess. That's also what I said in my bounty commercial when I was six, <laughs> but we'll get it cleaned up. Is that also from your commercial? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just, it's, it, there's a lot of bridges burned with everything that's happened. And I just need to do better than him. And I'm not. Girl, you're going to. We are going to destroy your ex-boyfriend or whatever. Ex-situationship. It's complicated. Whatever. It's You've just, got your family unit around you now. It's just, like you were saying Call earlier. Back. Thank you. Well, here, here's another one for you. Um, you know how you were saying, like, that they recast your role on the magic box? Mystery box, but yes. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of like a that thing. Like, when you see the other person on screen, you're like, that's where I'm supposed to be. I, you just spoke to me in my language, and I appreciate that so much. But you know what? You're going to get that Oscar, and we're going to be better than him. And you're going to get that Oscar, too. I don't want to. That is. Yes. 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 <laughs> Um, anybody else have anything before class ends? Nope. Head down. <laughs> I'm, down. I'm definitely, like, glancing around at, uh, at Brooke and Chuck and just being, like, making sure I'm, like, on the same, like... I need to be clear, when we were in the hallway talking, I was once again not quiet. <laughs> I'm like, fuck Aurelius! <laughs> you can just hear us going, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, those of you in the, in the classroom do hear the person with the longer, darker hair kind of in the back just be like, Rel. And he's like, I, I know. Rel, listen, just, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Is it, though? And that's the end of that conversation. <laughs> okay, class ends. What, if anything, are y'all wanting to do between now and tomorrow's class? Uh, probably go check out the library, see what's it is new. Beautiful. Yeah, have to just Get away from people for a little it bit. It feels like five libraries in one library. There are more books than you remember in languages you do understand, and those are the minority of books. Chuck is absolutely going out and like figuring out where different natural resources are on the island, different plants and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. You also, with your history, find several animals. You probably meet a couple of the mermaids. 
who live around. No, there are mermaids around the island. There are mermaids around. You also would witness Clarence, the giant sea turtle, who often is willing to help ferry people back and forth to the mainland. People do seem to be able to continue to walk. Most people are taking boats to ferry themselves, but Clarence is happy to help out students when there there's a lot of students who want to be ferried. He's a very big giant sea turtle. Living in Lake Washington. Yes. Okay. But like just right off the coast of this island. He's well beloved. Clarence is a, is a staple. Mm-hmm. I thought he said he was a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> well, after class, I want to go try to find Brit and uh, Mysteria and make sure Mysteria's okay because I might be aloof, but I... Knew that, that was probably brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Wisteria's appreciative of Brit, and then I, I, you know, I feel I feel like I've got a little uh, extra uh, energy to burn off. I'm I'm gonna head to the gym. If anybody wants to join me, if not, I'll be running some drills. I'm gonna I'm gonna whisper to Brit like, we should go with her. Is that if any other drama happens? We can see it. That is such a good point. I was going to say, I really don't <laughs> want to do this, but like, talk about a sacrifice to the universe. We're in. Well, and also just be nice in case Wisteria's down. I mean, that, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Before her, like, attempts to get you to the gym with her, we're more like, okay, let's figure out, like, what everybody can do. This is her working through some stuff. She's happy to have you if you want to do any kind of, like, sparring or anything, but this is a, she's, like, hitting the punching bag as hard as she can. I will, like, hold that punching bag for you. Thank you. Well, and I feel like I'd like to check it out. Like, you know, never seen a super powerful paladin, like, fight. Like, it'll be cool to see. Yeah, a definitely level three paladin. Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe yeah. try to lift a dumbbell or two. <laughs> I might try. I'm going to fail, but I'll try. I mean, maybe that's what you're... Do you want to roll what a strength What you want to be doing? I'll, I'll try, yeah. I'm not going to try to... I'm, I'm going to, like, kind of hide around a corner as I'm doing it <laughs> so you don't see me. Too bad there's mirrors everywhere. <laughs> uh, so that's a three. <laughs> you... Have you been to a gym before? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. That is very clear. <laughs> it's okay Vinny. tomorrow is transformation tuesday so you've gone to class you've gone to whatever you're ending your three o'clock and four o'clock classes are if you chose to go to them or not dinner etc monday night does anyone actively chat with their parents who does that i would do that yeah I yeah. Would. yeah yeah call my parents and let them know i'm settled in and mm-hmm. not dead yeah. okay first day of class your parents are thrilled your parents are curious to know, how's the cohort going, sweetheart? Ah, uh, you know, it's kind of early. So we're, we kind of just met, so. Is it swimming along? Yeah, yeah, it's it's going. Swimmingly? <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I love you, but I'm really close to hanging up. No, that's valid. <laughs> Listen, your father's not here right now, and I, I have him in my head. I'm not as good at the puns as he is, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I love you. How's the campus? It's amazing. They've changed so much, honestly. Oh, it's that's good. A lot quieter, too. Like, there are significantly less people here than there used to be. Well, that's that's certainly great. That's great to hear. Okay. Now, do you talk to your folks? Yeah, I'd call my parents. Okay. They don't even know they're, you're here, do they? Ah, uh, they think I'm somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> they know you exist. Darling, how are the grapes? Uh, the, the grapes are, are just <laughs> lovely. I mean, you know what they say about the sparkling re- region of France. You know, just one-of-a-kind sparkles out they, here. They ha- I mean, 
there's a reason it's called that they all have the best sparkles yeah i mean just oh you're, you're so right you know i i haven't seen them in so long and seen them again with fresh eyes oh it's yeah it's something eyes special. as fresh as the grapes <laughs> yeah i'm not not quite as fresh so yeah i mean we're learning lots of cool stuff um we did just yeah, a small tour um of the campus today to you know just to kind of figure out where everything was um to figure out all this um winemaking knowledge we're gonna impart upon us you know future winemakers of the world we're so proud of you sweetheart we're so excited for everything you're going to learn thanks 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 mom i'm excited too but some great friends though that's so good darling you've needed some great friends we're thrilled to hear it yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know they 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 certainly know a lot um i'm I'm surprised that we'd all come in to a school together and they still seem to know more about wine than i do but somehow there are people who know more about wine than you do yeah it's staggering um especially because they talk about just grapes from all across the different planes and realms and it's it's a little overwhelming but but yeah i think i think we'll find a way to make it work that's thrilling yeah it's gonna be great mom okay uh we'll move to (laughs) melissa and Britt. (laughs) hey bitch (laughs) girl how are you doing honestly it's going so well so far like oh my gosh of course it is (laughs) like it's like, you know, I, I'm trying to keep kind of a low profile, not trying to like make a huge deal about the whole like <laughs> superstar thing. Um, but like, honestly, that's like so humble and brave of you. Thank you so much. I thought so too. Um, you know, it's like a little bit weird, like going to classes, like with actual teachers and stuff and not having someone to like take my notes for me and stuff. But like, it's very, I mean, we can fix that. I appreciate that so much, but I feel like this is like, I'm like method acting as like a student. You know? Oh my God. That's like so smart because now you're going to be able to be one of those like hot 20 somethings who play in high school dramas oh my god thank you so much that's all i want um hashtag girl boss hashtag gr- you're the hashtag girl boss oh my gosh thank you <laughs> all right love you bitch i'm gonna go do like the school thing bye bitch remember be safe you too with your extracurricular activities you too uh, uh we'll move on to chuck <laughs> hello son Hey, Mom. I have uh, settled into school pretty well here. I uh, got my cohort. They are certainly an interesting bunch. Hopefully I get to know them. Is it a good type of interesting or a less good type of interesting? Not sure yet, but uh, yeah, I do miss y'all. But you know, we'll, we'll get together soon enough, I'm sure. I'll... How much they know about carbon? I think a few of them know a lot. That's good. That's something. Something. But, uh, yeah, no, school's going well. I'm uh, settling in, still figuring out, you know, how I want to set my room up. Yeah, you know, I'll, uh, I'll keep in touch with you, but I uh, just wanted to check in with you, let you know, hey, I'm alive, I'm here, school's going well. Wisteria is sitting on the couch waiting for her cohort members to come out so we can chat more. Oh, but you get a phone call, honey. Oh, she has a phone? Yeah. Uh, okay, She cool. does. She's going to figure out how it works one day. I would like to think that she's has switched to like an iPhone and is trying to uh, regress. So she's she's used to higher tech. I see, I see. So you you get a phone call from your parents. Well, this can't go any worse than the conversation with Aurelius. It takes me like till the very last bit to figure out how to answer it. <laughs> and it is it is a proper like video call. So you see both of them sitting there. They have you all set up, and they go, "This is such a bizarre video." Interface, sweetheart, what, what are you using? Um, I'm, <clears throat> I'm using an iPhone, mother. 
Why? Um, I, uh, you know, I didn't like the old one. I see. Well, Wisteria, we have gotten some fascinating and honestly very intelligent news. I mean, I don't know why you didn't inform us. Just, um, I, I'm, I'm very, you're not usually one to be so strategic. Um, <clears throat> I'm a coy boy now. Okay. Gerald, can you look up what coy boy means? <laughs> we hear that you have enrolled at the academy just north of us. Uh, that is, I can confirm. I would love to know where you got your information from. Oh, you know, around. I mean, people know you're there, sweetheart. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it seemed like the, uh, strategic move to, to use your own vernacular. I mean, yes, of course. I, I find it rather brilliant. I did not realize myself how impressive their roster was. Now, we, of course, are not thrilled with this administration, but, you know, it's better to be on their good side than not. Now, you must tell me about your cohort, though. I assume they've put you with, I mean, if they had any sense, they would have put you with the rest of the exalted themselves, but I don't have that much faith. Who who have they? Um, I, I mean, the rest of my, I, <laughs> they're not exalted, but I'm, I'm sure they will be soon enough. I, I mean, I'm, it's, it's, I, I'm with a number of, um, who are they? What are their names? We'll make sure that we do a thorough investigation. Yeah, they're, uh, it's, uh, Britt, Brooke, Chuck, and Vinny. Gerald, do you know anybody by any of those names? I think they have bigger names. Uh, surnames, that's the word. Um, but I don't like know Like last names? Yeah, I have one too. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gave myself a surname. What is Steel your... Falcon. Both of your parents just <laughs> fully pause and Gerald just goes... It's a very powerful name, Why? right? Is it? Yeah. Is I mean, there the a imagery. reason? What is it? Have you learned to fly so easily? No, but any day now. Oh, so it's goal-oriented. The goal of mastering metal in the air. Oh, that's a good goal, darling. Not many people can do it, but... Well, I mean, it's only going to be a matter of time before I'm making my own spells. No, of course, of course. Um, Do you know what families they come from? Pritch? No, but they're all incredibly sure. capable individuals. We're going to be, I, I mean... I mean, I, I assume they're travelers, right? Yes. Roll deception. <laughs> Fifteen. Darling, I've known you very well for a very long time. There was a pause there. You have to tell us the truth, because they can't have just put you with mortals. No, they wouldn't. Well, they, uh, so after three months, I get a chance to move. Uh, you know what? It's, it's They wouldn't insult you. Gerald, they have insulted our daughter like this. This is a direct attack on you by them. Yeah, well, maybe they're right to do so, because I wasn't exalted and fucking oath didn't. That had nothing to do with you, sweetheart. It's not your fault that this new god has absolutely no idea what she's doing. Well, then I need to remain here and prove that even with mortals as my companion, that I can do everything that Aurelius can. And then some. Are you sure you don't want me? I, I can talk to Sophia. And by talk, no. I mean aggressively. Please do not talk to Sophia. I... You know what? I like my cohort. I'll say it. They're pretty cool and they're going to be very powerful they're mortal yeah and they have magics that we 
don't that I'm not familiar that with. we don't. Well, like, we do, but we don't. Oh, no, because we don't worry about all that frivolous nonsense. Well, there's something special about them. I can feel it. Besides, I am an adult, and I am doing what I want. Your parents look at each other, and they kind of shrug. And your mother goes, well... Let us know if there's anything we can do to help. We do still have the ear of Aurelius Keith's father. I thought his dad died in the coup. Oh, so what? Right. Um, but but, but no, I, I'm happy with, with where I'm at and, and with the people that I am surrounding myself with. Well, of course you are. I mean, you have the entire Salavera family. Yeah, we, we've, uh, I've definitely been ingratiating myself. Yeah, a lot of, lot of real power players over here. Fantastic. Well, darling, we love you so much. You're doing a great job. Brilliant decision on your part. We'll talk to you later. Loves and kisses. I'll talk to you later as well. So I did say that I was in the living room, so (laughs) I don't know. Uh, You would not have been speaking in English. Oh, that's right. But Uh, you probably would have heard me scream into a pillow as soon as that was on (laughs) (laughs) When you scream, you hear a door open from upstairs. You okay down there? No. Uh, do you want me to come down and help? Yes. All right, give me a minute. Do you want to go run some exercises? <laughs> yeah. How many push-ups can you do? Yeah, we can do an exercise. Or are you taking them to the gym again? Yeah, no, we're just doing a push-up competition in our living room. Oh, um, Chuck everyone roll down. strength. Chuck is down for this. Hold on. I'm sorry, do in. I get roped into this uh, too? Can I use ox? Yeah, you can use ox. You managed to rope Brooke into the push-up competition, but she sets down a metal box, grabs a handle, pulls it up into what looks like a headless stick man robot, almost. And she steps backwards into it and it clamps itself around and just goes, okay, I'm cheating. <laughs> no, I mean, use the abilities that you have. I am so glad that I'm sticking with this coat. I've got it set to armor magical strength today because I was moving stuff around in my room. So if you were having me do an, a strength check, I could do that with intelligence. Yeah, sure. Do that. Okay. Uh, Damn. <laughs> what did you roll? Nine. Nine? Seven? Can I use... Okay. <laughs> this is like a multi-part question here. If I were to use spider climb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're all showing off a little. <laughs> just, just start off with a okay. spider climb. Okay. Could I stand on like the couch and lean up and down basically so I'm not having to do a full push-up? I see. So despite the fact, Wisteria, that d- due to your general feelings of like frustration, you really don't get as many push-ups as you want out of them. You're still able to do significantly more than anybody other than Brooke. I feel like Chuck and I are both just going for like minutes <laughs> after everybody else yeah, has completely like, passed. Yeah, absolutely. We're just like, like, actually, yeah. my battery is getting low. I'm going <laughs> to. And with that, with this absurd push up competition, <laughs> we will end this segment. We have fun. Of Magics of the Evergreen and return again. Thank you, friends, my friends, friends over the air, enemies, innocent and not so innocent bystanders. We appreciate you listening in. We hope you had a good time. I had a good time. We'll we'll do some more classes and finally get to combat training. Hell yeah. Do some combat, get into some battles next time.